Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Tech Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan. This week, we are talking and starting up a series with our friends over at Mitsubishi Electric, getting back to some of the basics with Mitsubishi equipment from the technical end of things. So all you technicians out there who either need a refresher course or are new to working with Mitsubishi Electric equipment, this is for you over the next few weeks here. We're going to have a lot of discussions with our expert from Mitsubishi Electric. He's a Northeast Area Service Manager. It's Ed Fish. Ed, welcome to Tech Talk. We're happy to have you on. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Ed, for those listening here today, can you just let them know who you are, what your role is over at Mitsubishi Electric, and how you got to that role, and what some of your experiences were in the field? Um, I've been a a technician in the trade. Time kind of flies by, and I know some of you guys out there are going to be like, oh, you're just uh, still a baby, but um, probably about 15 years now. Before I came here to Mitsubishi, I was actually still in a truck running service calls and where I was actually working, I was in like the quality control side of things. And I was, I was kind of doing the same thing here as I am here at a different scale, right? So uh, training apprentices to taking phone calls to help guys diagnose issues that's going on in the field. Now, when I'm over here at Mitsubishi, I, I do anything from um, working with distributors about, you know, service calls and issues like that site visits if if need be if we need to go out there and get eyes on something and, and diagnose it working with warranty teaching classes and, and the list goes on and on and on there's just there's so much involved that i get into that i put my hands on that's that's keeps every day different and keeps it moving and i'll tell anybody if if the day we stop learning is the day we die and every single day i learn something new as should anybody else working in the trade We're going to start small and continue to build up over the next few weeks here with Ed. And we're starting with basic functions for technicians before you start working on Mitsubishi electric equipment. Again, some of you might have already started working on it. Others, not as much. But we're going to get to you some of the basics on what you need to do. Kind of an internal checklist before you start working on the equipment. And Ed, one thing that I think you and I will both agree on is Before you start working on this equipment, it's always best to go and get trained by the proper people, get trained by the experts who are trained in training you on this equipment, whether it be in Southboro at the Mitsubishi Electric Training Headquarters or at any of the approved locations at SG Taurus, whether it be up in Maine, here in Wilmington, or in Mansfield, Mass. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. There's several what we call MATCs or training facilities throughout New England that you can go to either at the distributor level or with us in Southboro, Massachusetts. You, you can get in there and, and play with the equipment as well as actual classroom setting where you get to learn the ins and outs and different things you should and shouldn't do and, and stuff like that. You're going to learn from experts again, whether it's somebody at the Mitsubishi headquarters in Southboro, Mass, or here with SG Taurus. These folks were trained specifically to teach you the basics, the ins and outs, and where to start from with this equipment. I've gotten to witness a lot of these classes and the the hands-on work. There are folks that have been working on Mitsubishi equipment for years. I think they're experts that learn new things coming out of these classes. So that's step one. Always make sure you're getting trained up. Take your MP service essentials, your installation essentials, and your applications classes. That's going to give you a base of knowledge that will really just get you ready to get out into the field and start servicing this equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Having a good basis on electrical work and maybe not actually installing it, 
but knowing uh, what am I supposed to read for potential difference across a switch, that and your your basic refrigeration cycle, having a good handle on that will will bring you very, very far. Once you're done with training, you and I were talking about this before the podcast here. There, you know, there are folks who get kind of worked up when they're working on something new. I think the most basic thing that a technician can do is kind of take a deep breath and go through what they know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So a couple of big things, a checklist before you even get to a service call would be to make sure you have yourself a, a six in one and uh, a good meter with needle leads on it so you can access what you need to in order to test your voltages and ohm readings wherever it may be. That is number one. I don't know how many times I've seen I'll go out to a job site and I might see a a contractor that just doesn't have the tools that they need in order to do the job. At that point, your hands are just kind of tied, right? I've seen where a technician may not have the needle leads and what they'll try to do is they'll wrap thermostat wire around the the lead of of the meter and then it gets too close together arcs and then you blow it blow the board and all of a sudden it's five o'clock on a friday oh my god what am i going to do to get this person running and then to avoid all of that you know learning from everyone's mistakes just literally i i ordered mine eight dollars on amazon easy peasy um they just slip right on top of your your meter leads and you you can test yeah basic basic tools and equipment if you don't have that we'll go even further back in the basics of of going with what you know make sure you are stocked up we've gone over multiple times on this podcast what you should have in your technician bag go back and listen to those or just talk to some of these senior technicians that you might be around some of these folks that you're working with that have worked on duckless equipment before and on mitsubishi electric equipment before Make sure that you have the proper stuff in your bag and that you're ready to get to work. Then, like I said, that deep breath and really when you look at it, Ed, it's going to look foreign to some folks if they've never worked on Mitsubishi equipment before, but it's not as complicated as it looks, right? No, absolutely not. So a couple of things, when you when you first get there, now we've gone through, we're already prepared for the call and stuff like that, right? So now we get there. And we talk to the homeowner, we get the story, all that kind of stuff. And then we open up this unit to start our testing. A couple different things that you, you open it up and go, oh, my God, there's four boards in here. Or what the hell? This one's upside down. <laughs> you know, so really, it's just switches and loads, right? What switch controls what load? And that's the basic form of electrical. Yes, it does run through a circuit board. But if you can take a look back and look at your wiring diagram on what I, what I like to say is a super top secret website called mylinkdrive.com. Um, and the reason why I say it's super top secret is because anyone can have access to it, whether you're a homeowner or myself. And I, I can tell you that I was on literally I was on that website probably five or six times today just confirming things just for different phone calls I had. So. Going on that, following the wiring diagram, and you can trace out your voltage readings through that really easy. People get all worried about diagnosing compressor because, oh my God, it's it's simulated AC voltage. Well, it's diagnosed it as a three-phase compressor. Just take a step back, relax. It's only electrical, right? So you do that, and then you know your basic refrigeration cycle. Okay, should be uh, superheated vapor coming from here to here. Okay, you know, and then 
you go from that. It sounds like we're really simplifying it here, but that's all it is. When you get to a job site, doesn't matter what kind of piece of equipment you're working on, but you go there and you look at it and it's going to look different whether you're working on Mitsubishi or any other piece of equipment, but go through your checklists in your head of things you've learned in the past, your electrical work, your refrigeration cycles and all of that and diagnose the problem, right? There's going to, there's going to be some new things to learn. That's why my link drive, like Ed said, you know, kind of, kind of took the words right out of my mouth there. My link drive is going to be your best friend in the whole world. You can find every last bit of information on new models, old models, discontinued models, whatever you need to find. You can find it on my link drive, get into there, Abs. figure out what you need to find out and get to work, right? It's, it's not like we're, you know, we're not doing brain surgery as we say, but even though if you ask a brain surgeon, they could never do HVAC work, you know, it's, it's all sorts of different things, but get your resources that you have available to you and take a deep breath and look it over. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you hit the nail on the head when you said every resource you need is there. Anything from your service manual, install manual, engineering manual, submittals, all of that. And I can guarantee when you call Atlanta and talk to the TSA guys, that's what they're using. When you call the DSG, which is the preferred way of calling, like the calling the Phil's and Ken's and those guys over here at SG Taurus, guarantee you they're looking at the link drive as well to give you the answers that that you guys are looking for now ed we went through some of just the basics how to get ready to get out and start diagnosing these problems today we're going to go through a lot more here over the next couple of weeks you just give folks a little teaser onto some of the topics we might cover over the next couple of weeks yeah so some of the things that I, i'd like to discuss and go over just common problems that we see out in the field common calls that i'll get from some of my distributors or when I'm teaching classes over in Southboro, these are questions that I always get all the time, like addressing, how to diagnose a, a blower motor, uh, one-time flash or serial signal, overcurrents, all that kind of stuff. We're going we're gonna to dive into, into these things and even a little bit of uh, theory going on into the end. So make sure you're tuning in every week. Make sure that you go and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us everywhere you can find one. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, literally anywhere. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And all of our Tech Talks are right on our website and our app, sgtaurus.com, backslash Taurus Podcast, or click the podcast icon right on the app. want to thank everyone out there for tuning in. want to thank Ed for coming on today, and we'll talk with him again next week on Taurus Tech Talk.